Hello and welcome to another episode of Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy and I'm your host for today's show. It's match week 35 in the Premier League. Only three more weeks to go and it's getting intense. The teams are moving up and down in regards to the relegation zone. City have traded places with Arsenal, so Arsenal are now playing catch-up. Third and fourth place seems certain with Manchester United and Newcastle, but now it looks like Liverpool are making a late charge, only one point behind fourth. Can they do it? Or well, I'll give my thoughts later on in the show. But before we begin, please make sure to hit the like and subscribe button and feel free to drop a comment let me know your thoughts. So let's begin with the first game to review and that is Newcastle versus Arsenal. So this match ended 2-0 to the Gunners and for me it showed us that there's still some fight in the Arsenal team and they will continue to try and regain that position as leaders of the league. The game itself was all about Odegaard, in my opinion. He showed a captain's performance against the Toonami, but it wasn't straightforward uh, for Arsenal. Newcastle certainly played their part, um, hitting the post with Jacob Murphy, Murphy, who seems to be reborn this season. He's been in great form in the recent weeks. The opening goal came from Odegaard, and it was a fantastic goal, sweetly hit from long distance. Former gunner Joel Willock was very close to scoring for Newcastle, but his shot was saved by Ramsdale. Martinelli hits the crossbar, but he gets another chance moments later as he runs down the left-hand channel, hits the low cross, and unfortunate for Fabian Shah, hits, hits the bottom of his foot into the back of the net for an own goal. So a solid win for Arsenal. Let's see what that does in the title race. Just got a comment here from Madison Smith. Georgina was also immense. Yep, he was very, very good, to be fair. I think he's certainly been missed for Arsenal, especially when you've got players that haven't been in form as well. And he certainly stepped up. So alongside um, Odegaard, I think you're right, Georgina also had a great game as well. Let's talk about the league leaders, Man City. So they beat Leeds United 2-1. I made Haaland triple captain in my FPL team. Don't know what I was thinking. Um, that certainly didn't go to plan. But in terms of the actual match, Man City, they got the three points. And at this stage, that's what it's about. It's all about getting points on the board. Big Sam made a return to management for the 50th time. God knows how many times he's been appointed now. Um, but it wasn't a new manager bounce with regards to this result. Ilkay Gundogan grabs himself a brace and what a player he's been for City as he seems to be departing the club in the summer. The first finish was a lovely uh, shot in the bottom right-hand corner and the second goal was pretty much done in similar fashion, but this time it was in the left side of the goal. So, question for City fans. Who do you think should be signed as Gundogan's replacement this summer? Now, don't you dare say Alexis McAllister because, fingers crossed, he's coming to Liverpool. Well, I hope anyway. But let me know your thoughts. Who would you like to see come into the City team next summer? Back to the game. Haaland was off target throughout the game. Look, he is human after all. So there's always bound to be a game where he has clear-cut chances and just wasn't on target today. City get a late penalty and Haaland allows Gundogan to take it and claim his hat-trick. Pep was really annoyed with Haaland for not taking a penalty as he is the primary penalty taker. I understand why Haaland let uh, Gundogan take it 
it may be his last few appearances for the club. He's on a hat trick. But you've got to listen to the coach's orders. It's as simple as that. It's unfortunate for Gundogan. He actually missed the penalty. In the end, a narrow scoreline. But Lee's never looked like getting anything from the game, to be fair. At the minute, City have bigger fish to fry as they face Real Madrid early on tonight. Uh, they got a valuable point at the Bernabeu with a 1-1 result. So a good, good point, I would say. And then hopefully they can make it happen next week at the Etihad. Next game, West Ham versus Manchester United. Oh, thank you, West Ham. You absolute beauties. This result certainly came out of the blue. And what a result it was, especially if you're a Hammers fan, but also if you're a Liverpool fan. Now, let's forget the match analysis. Let's talk about the winning goal, or should I say the howler from De Gea. It was a beautiful sight to see. Ten Hag seems to be backing his keeper, though, and says he's a very important player to the club and maybe offered a new contract in the summer, which for me is music to my ears. I know United fans won't be happy about it, but guys, talk to me. Are you feeling the pressure? Because I think you should be. It doesn't even matter if Liverpool pip you four for spot, as we weren't really expected to challenge anywhere near the top four this season. As it's probably been one of your best campaigns in recent years, and it's been our worst campaign. So I know United fans had a lot of energy with regards to Arsenal fans saying they bought to the league. So Right now, looks like United are doing a better job at the moment as well. So, two consecutive defeats. Confidence is definitely low. And to be fair, I'm loving it. So, let's see how the season concludes. But United, to be fair, need to get fourth as it might possibly help secure new ownership. And speaking of ownership, I just have to ask one question to United fans. I understand that the Glazers are not liked by the fan base, but why is it that every time you guys lose, the first thing United fans do, or in particular Gary Neville, who loves to tweet about this thing straight away after the game, blame the owners for the defeat? You've got to look at the players, the manager. They're responsible for the recent defeats. So have some shame, guys. Can't always blame the owner when things don't go your way in that regards. And speaking of shame, if Liverpool get full spot, I will certainly be shameless and there's no other way to put it. Liverpool managed to get the win over Brentford and it wasn't an easy win as Brentford are a tough opposition to get points from. The British public were celebrating the coronation of the king while we were celebrating the Egyptian king, scoring the winner and breaking a couple records on the way. Just a normal day in the office for Mo Salah. 100 Anfield goals, 9 consecutive goals in Anfield which has never been done before. So put some respect on Mo Salah's name. I keep saying this, but people seem to be ignoring this fact. Even in his worst season, he's getting numbers. But also the performances are showing that he's still a top, top quality player. We'll need to discuss the team of the season at some point. And for me, Salah is certainly in the mix. But I guess that's another show for another day. But with this win, this puts Liverpool in fifth position. One point behind Manchester United who do have a game in hand. Now, let's look into the fixtures for Newcastle, Manchester and Liverpool. And what I'll do is I'll predict the outcome of the top four finishing. So, let's have a look here. So, Newcastle play 
four games as well as Manchester United. So Newcastle play Leeds United away, Brighton at home, Leicester City at home, and Chelsea away. Manchester United, they play Wolves at home, Bournemouth away, Chelsea at home, and Fulham at home. And Liverpool have three games remaining, and they play Leicester City away, Aston Villa at home, and Southampton away. So if you like, look at the fixtures, you'd probably say Newcastle have the tougher fixtures, I would say. But then again, I think Liverpool might as well because you've got a Leicester City team who are fighting for their life. Aston Villa have been very strong, especially in recent months. Southampton probably don't have a lot to play for and I think their future is pretty much nailed on in terms of heading back down to the Championship. So, it's a tricky one. I think they're all quite evenly contested in terms of the fixtures. No one has very difficult fixtures. It's not against the so-called top six. Well, I know Manchester United are playing Chelsea, but Chelsea aren't the same force as they have been in previous years. So, with that being said, this will be my prediction in terms of who wins and who draws or who loses their game. So here's my prediction. So I can see, so the green represents a win, orange represents a draw, and red represents a loss. So I can see Newcastle beating Leeds United away and Leicester City. I can see them dropping points against Brighton and Chelsea. So with that said, that would mean that Newcastle will be gaining eight points in the remaining four fixtures. Manchester United, on the other hand, I think because of the two losses, I think the morale will be down and they won't be playing with a lot of confidence. I can see them drawing two Wolves and Bournemouth. I can see Chelsea doing an upset. I don't know why, but I just feel like Chelsea are one of those teams where they'll just turn up even though they're not really fighting for anything right now. And I think they'll secure a home win against Fulham. So, that results to five points there. I'm not being biased, but I do believe Liverpool will win all three of their games. So with that being said, this is how I predict the top four, or should I, or should I say third and fourth, looking at the end of the season. So I believe Newcastle will end with 73 points. Liverpool will clinch fourth spot with 71 points. And Manchester United will be in fifth position in 68 points. So... Drop a comment. Let me know what you think. You guys might be saying, oh, Liverpool bias it. But I genuinely believe Liverpool will win all of their games. So if United get their wins as well, it's a different story. But I don't feel like they're playing to their capability right now. And I think they will certainly drop points. So even if it's not as what I predicted in the previous screen, they will be dropping points in my opinion. So in regards to Newcastle, I think they are... Too far ahead to even catch up. I don't see third being a realistic option, but fourth is still possible, still in arm's length. So, yeah, let me know, let me know what you guys think in terms of my prediction here. On to the next game. So, we have let's talk about the other games actually. So, a lot of games to, to talk about, in particular Chelsea versus Bournemouth. So. Chelsea got their first win under Frank Lampard. 3-1 the result was, which was, you know, good one for Chelsea. It's been a long time since they've notched up the win, so I'm sure the Blue fans will be happy there. Wolves managed to beat uh, Villa 1-0 at the Molyneux. Two defeats on the bounce for Villa, which is strange because they've been in great form in the last two or three months. Tottenham managed to nick a win against Palace. 
goal coming from Harry Kane. Who else? Uh, Monday night was certainly a goal fest. Uh, Everton demolished Brighton 5-1. Huge surprise. And that result puts Everton in 17th position now. The big question is, can they avoid the drop? They play City next this weekend. Then they play Wolves away and Bournemouth at home. Not the ease of fixtures, but I think if they can make Goodison Park into a fortress and treat every game like a final, it can be it can be done. So you can't rule out Everton in terms of staying in the Premier League. The second fixture on Monday was Nottingham Forest against Southampton, and they just about edged a seven-goal thriller with the match ending 4-3. Some lovely finishes from Awone, who scored some good goals. Is it too little too late for Nottingham Forest? They play Chelsea away, Arsenal at home, and Palace away. Honestly, I have a feeling they'll get some points in these fixtures. I don't know which ones. And I think they'll just about avoid the drop. So that's my thoughts there. Just actually got a comment here from Madison. Give us your final three relegation sides. Everton are safe with the performance. Yesterday, I think so. I think they've probably just done enough, to be fair. Like I just mentioned, if they manage to get some points against City, Wolves or Bournemouth, I think they'll be secured. So, yeah, an interesting one. And Leicester City, um, another big scoreline. They lost 5-3 to, uh, to Fulham. And I worry about them. Leicester City face Liverpool, Newcastle away and West Ham at home. Unfortunately, I don't see them getting any points from these games. So in regards to your question, Madison, I think it'll be Southampton, Leeds United and Leicester City for the drop. I think Nottingham Forest and Everton will survive. So let me know what you think in terms of your pick. Who do you see getting relegated? Because... It's changing every metric. It's not as certain as it was probably a few weeks ago. So, yeah, things are getting interesting in the bottom half of the table. And that's um, a conclusion of Matrix 35 review. But before we go, um, it's time to announce the FPL Manager of the Week. And that goes to Colby Grosset. And his team name is Skynet LFC. And he managed to get 65 points. So, well done to Colby. Um, I saw your team making Salah captain. Wish I had done that. Made the wrong pick in terms of my selection there. You also had two other players with double figures. So smart selection in terms of having that lineup. I only got 41 points, unfortunately, but I'm climbing up the table. I'm 22nd right now. Doesn't mean anything to be fair, but I'm like Liverpool right now. Trying to get as many wins and let's see where I end up. So yeah, a few more weeks to go and then... That concludes the season. That speaking of conclusion, that wraps, that's a wrap for today. So thank you for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed the content. If you haven't already, please don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe. All that good stuff. Next show will be taking place on Thursday, as I will be doing a match preview of Leicester City versus Liverpool. So make sure to follow me on social at AussieFTP on Twitter or Aussie.ftp on Instagram to keep up to date with upcoming shows. My daily thoughts on anything football related. As you know, there's a lot of transfer rumours circulating, so I'll definitely have one opinion or two in regards to uh, recent stories. So until next time, guys, take care, stay safe, and I hope to see you all very soon. Goodbye. 